Welcome to the Free Money Podcast, presented by the undergrad, the Procrastination Resource, a personal finance podcast where we'll sleep when we're dead or rich, whichever comes first. Targeted to young adults, we'll give you tips, tricks, and advice to help you become financially independent. And with me as always, I'm here with Jack. Jack, how are you? I'm not doing too bad. I mean, it's pretty late. It's uh, 1.54 in the morning right now. We're, I know. Second yeah, episode we're on of the second night. episode. We're doing some of the other podcasts we have up on the undergrad recorded tonight as well. So, yeah, yeah been a long night, but I mean, this is probably going to be our last one for the night. So, we'll see how Definitely. it goes. All right. So, today's, today's a, a big day. It's an important day. Yes, sir. We are talking about retirement. So we're going to be covering it all, um, Social Security, 401ks, IRAs, the whole nine yards. Super important things to cover about because in your life, retirement is really the ultimate goal. At the end of it, you want to be able to live comfortably. So Jack, why don't you start off with explaining what Social Security is? All right, yeah, of course. So Social Security, you've probably heard a lot about in whether it's the news, your parents, friends talking about it. But what Social Security really is, is it's largely known as a pay-as-you-go program. What this kind of means is that today's workers pay Social Security taxes into the program, and then eventually when you get to the age where you can receive Social Security, or if other things pop up that allow you to receive Social Security, the money will flow back to you as income in monthly increments. So a little more in-depth on Social Security... It's run by the United States Social Security Administration, otherwise known as the SSA, and it's an independent uh, agency of the U.S. federal government that administers Social Security, you know, all that good stuff. And Social Security actually covers retirement as well as disability and survivor's benefits. And as of 2018, just a quick little fact, there are about 60,000 people working for the SSA, and the average retiree gets about, like, 1400 a month from Social Security. So, like a decent little chunk of money, but it's really, like, it's not that much. It's not great. So, I'm just going to kind of hand it off to Tyler here to tell you why Social Security is not doing so hot right now and why you probably can't expect to be collecting it. And that will kind of just lead us into talking about the other things you're going to have to do to save for retirement. So, Tyler, can you just talk about why it's failing a little bit? Right. So, there used to be a common thought that. Um, oh, I don't really need to put aside for retirement because I'm going to be able to collect Social Security. Well, one, that that check that they cut you every month, is in, it's something to get by, but not to let you live comfortably. Yeah, exactly. And another thing about it is that it we are millennials, and it's probably not going to be around when we are t- at, the, at the time to retire. So um, it's failing essentially just because of of demographics Americans are having fewer children which results in a smaller workforce um, the baby boomers are retiring at a record pace and as we move forward more people will be withdrawing from Social Security than the people that are actually contributing to it that's a, is that a real fact well uh, it, no it's not actually gonna flip over like that but that's like the numbers are gonna get closer oh wow so it's kind of crazy actually as of right now 14% of the population is retired yeah so um, that's that's a big chunk of it, and there's a lot more baby boomers around than any other generation, and that's the generation that has been retiring and it mm-hmm. will continue to retire for, retire for like the next ten years. Okay. So it's also projected that um, all the money that 
is in the social security system, like currently will be exhausted by 2035. So that's something that is, should definitely, you, you should be on the lookout for because once social security is drained, they're either going to have to start borrowing to pay everyone or they're just going to cancel the system. And a lot of people aren't going to get that check that they were going to depend on. So um, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to save in other ways for retirement because social security just won't do it. And the earlier, earlier you start, the more money you're going to have and the more comfortably you can live in retirement. And I know you probably don't want to think about it now because like I'm a kid, like I don't want to think about being old, but it's one of those things where your future self will thank you. So Jack, do you want to, do you want to start off with talking about 401ks? Yeah. So 401ks are definitely something you'd want to look into. A lot of what you said, I definitely agree with that. I don't think social security will be there when, people like us, 1920, even I like really people in their twenties, thirties, social security probably won't be there for them. And not that it's a huge chunk, even if it is there, that's really shouldn't change anything of how you're saving. But I'd say it's good, especially for our generation, but really for anyone saving to just not assume social security is going to be there and just kind of prepare for the worst. And then if it turns out it is there, like, whoa, you have more money. Like, yeah, okay, I'll take it, whatever. Uh, not whatever, like you have more money, that's good. Uh, yeah, so you definitely want to save for retirement in other ways. And one of those big ways is a 401k. I'm sure most of you have probably at least heard just like the word 401k before, but I bet more than half of you probably have no idea what it is or very little idea what it is. So what a 401k is, it's a company-sponsored retirement plan. And kind of what they do is they take a certain amount that you select out of your paycheck and they put it into this 401k plan, which is invested in various funds that you can pick. You actually can pick. I'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, they take just a chunk out of your paycheck. So it's before taxes. They take the chunk right out, put it into this investment account, and then you kind of allocate it amongst the funds. Uh, What's cool about a 401k is a lot of companies offer a match on a 401k. And what a match is, is say you make $100,000 and you decide you want to contribute 5% of that to your 401k. And as I mentioned before, this is pre-tax money, so it will be just straight up the $5,000 without uh, any of that, the taxes being taken out. So you contribute 5000 and if the company matched up to 5%, they would also contribute 5000 So pretty much you're just getting, I mean, not pretty much like you are just getting free money from this. So I really don't see any reason why you shouldn't be doing this because there's no other, I don't know if you can think of any, maybe cash back, but really no other, anything like this where you're getting just this amount of free money that is put in an account that's also being put to good use. Yeah, it's a great system put in place. Yep. Yeah, so let me just talk to you guys a little more about what the money is actually doing once you put it in. It doesn't just go there and then, like, magically you pull out a bigger chunk of money. Like, that'd be kind of cool. But So once you put the money in, you select which funds you want to invest your money in. And generally, the company has, they work with some kind of investment management firms, maybe a company like Fidelity, something like that. Uh, And what they do is 
they offer a couple different funds, handful of funds that you could choose which money to put your 401k money into. And I believe you can allocate it over different, a couple different funds as well. I'm, I don't have a 401k personally. I don't really have a full-time employer, so I'm not eligible for that. But yeah, you allocate it to whatever funds you want. And a lot of them are big index funds, which is something you kind of should do because that kind of minimizes risk per se because you're allocating it out over such a large number of companies that just the index itself does diversify. Not saying you should only have one index, but a couple indexes to invest your 401k money in is something I would suggest and just kind of have that diversification and it will grow probably hopefully around if you get it a bunch of indexes near the market somewhere around you know between seven and ten percent so something like that just grows your funds easily for pretty much just putting the money in and having the match there you are however you're penalized if you withdraw the money before the retirement date which Tyler I don't know do you know what the actual age is for that is it 59 and a half that's what it is for the IRAs. For so, the IRAs. So yeah. it's probably very similar for 401ks. Yeah, I think what Social Security is 62, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I thought one was 65. I don't. I mean, it doesn't really matter the exact age, I guess. But yeah, so before a certain date or before you turn a certain age, if you take it out, you do incur a penalty, but you really shouldn't even be touching the money before then, anyways. So. That shouldn't really be a problem, but just know that once like the money's in there, you really, I mean, emergency situation, you could take it out, but you will, sorry, incur that penalty for taking it out. And remember, it gets taxed when you pull it out because the money that you're putting in was pre-tax money. So that's just another little thing you have to consider. And Todd, did you say you pulled up the date or the age you can be for yeah, pulling so, it out without counting? So 401ks is the same age as IRAs. So 59 and a half years old, and then the benefits for Social Security is 62. Yeah. Okay, so that's not bad. I mean, still, like we said earlier, really, you shouldn't be touching that money anyways until you become that age. But yeah, I mean, it's a great it's a great tool for investment. It's a great tool for retirement. It's definitely something... I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but not really, I guess not everyone has the option to be enrolled in a 401k. It's not like Tyler's going to talk about, he's going to talk about IRAs later, which anyone can enroll in, but a 401k is offered by your company. So if the company, say you work maybe for a smaller company, but I mean, it could really be any company that doesn't offer a 401k that you really, you can't just go get a 401k still. So your company does have to offer the 401k. And even if they do offer it, you still have to enroll in it. It's not something that is automatically just, set up. Yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Usually like when you talk to your HR person, when you start employment, they'll talk to you about it. And I'm sure if you had any questions, you needed help, they would be the one to ask. But yeah, you're not automatically enrolled in it. So it is something you have to choose to do yourself. And, and then like a, a word of advice on them is from what I've always heard that like knowing people that either have one or family members um, is always pay yourself first and do that by putting in the full amount that your company will match. So just take advantage of all the money that they're able to give you. Set aside that as like one of the first things in your budget. 
pay yourself first and then trickle your way down to things that are less important. Yep. So I definitely agree. The whole pay yourself first thing. We're definitely going to do another episode kind of covering that, covering budgeting. But yeah, that's what Tyler said. Yeah. So overall, 401k is one of the best investment tools to you to use for sure. Yeah. So like just like Tyler said, 401ks are great. But if your company doesn't offer 401k or even if they do, Something else you should really be looking into and considering is Roth IRAs as well as normal IRAs. And I'm going to turn it over to Tyler to kind of give you a little bit about those. All right. So both the IRA and the Roth IRA are ways to save for retirement without going through an employer. It's an individual retirement fund that allows your money to grow tax free, which is really great about them. So we'll start off with the Roth IRA. You fund a Roth IRA with money that has already been taxed. That's how it grows um, tax-free. Once the money is in your account, you're able to purchase different funds of your choice, which is great. Um, And then the same thing, as we said before, with the 401k, it's the same withdrawal age, 59 and a half, um, and your money won't be taxed when you take it out with the Roth IRA, which is great. So, um, overall, that's the one that I have, Jackson. That's the one that you have, right? Yeah. The Roth IRA instead of the regular. Um, it's really great because it's there's just no taxes involved with it. Besides, um, all the money that you put in has already been taxed, which really isn't that big of a deal. And then being able to pull it out at the age of retirement—that's you. You know exactly how much money you're getting if your account says that you've saved $1.2 million for retirement. That's how much money you're, you're taking out. You're not getting that tax down to 950,000 or whatever it might be. So you always know the number, which is awesome. And then you have the, the regular IRA, which is a little different. So unlike a Roth IRA, uh, a regular IRA can get you tax breaks. You can get tax deductibles on both state and federal tax returns. So, If you contribute, say, $6,000 to your regular IRA, you can use that as a deductible from when when you're filing your taxes. This doesn't happen automatically. You have to do it on your own or, like, have your accountant do it. So if you make $54,000 a year and you contributed $6,000 to your IRA, you can deduct that $6,000 down to $48,000. And because you have that uh, less income, from 54 to 48, your taxes will be lower. So that's that's how it helps you with your taxes there. And then withdrawals during retirement are taxed at an ordinary income tax. So sometimes with a 401k, it'll have a it might be taxed at a pretty high rate, around like 22, maybe sometimes as high as 25 when you take it out. But with your regular income tax, it could be lower as to where you sit in the tax bracket. So that's nice depending on how much you make. Um, if you if you feel that you're going to fall under that, then the IRA is probably better for you. But if you're going to be above that and you're going to get taxed at a higher rate with your income tax, depending on where you are in that tax bracket, the Roth IRA is probably the better choice for you. And then... You could set up both of these, the Roth IRA and the IRA, with federally insured credit unions, brokerage companies like Fidelity, Vanguard, etc., etc., 
And then most banks also offer IRAs and Roth IRAs that they can set up for you as well. So if you, well, actually, Jack, you wanted to add a few things to the Roth IRA? Yeah. So with Roth IRAs, just going back to what Tyler was saying about the taxes, the money you're putting in is after-tax money. So what that means is since it's after-tax, you won't have to pay a tax once it grows and when you're taking it out. So the money is able to grow tax-free, and then the money you take out at the end is not taxed as opposed to a regular IRA, which Tyler just talked about, where, yeah, the money you put in before hasn't had any taxes taken out of it, but then once you take it out, it does have taxes taken out of it. So just the Roth being able to grow tax-free is a huge benefit to for pretty much, I'd say, majority of people, would you agree? Yeah. Especially younger people to start. A Roth IRA is what you should mainly be considering instead of a normal IRA just because what you're making now probably is not as high tax as what you could be making later. So putting it in now and just like biting the bullet per se and letting it get taxed, but then that growth tax-free is – that's definitely what you want. Yeah, and – uh, for people that are thinking about starting investing, I know like I just really started investing myself, but um, my advice or in my opinion is the first thing that you should really open is a Roth IRA before you start buying into ETFs or mutual funds. Just like It doesn't have to be a large amount. Like You could put larger amounts to ETFs or mutual funds or anything else that you want to do with your money to invest, but if you start off with like a small amount in your Roth IRA and you just always chip in a little there and let that grow, that's like that's the best investment you can make is just just making sure that you're set for retirement. Yep, and then one other thing, Tyler touched on it briefly, but I just want to go a little more in depth into it is about like the funds and what you can buy with the money in your Roth IRA as opposed to a 401k. So in a 401k, I talked about it earlier, you kind of buy the funds that whatever the the firm, the company goes with sets up. So it's still a good handful of funds. I don't know exact numbers, but it's whatever, those companies' funds. You can't buy Apple, per se, for a 401k. I mean, you could maybe buy it through if it was in a fund, but you don't, you don't really buy certain stocks. And then with the Roth IRA, it's pretty much just like a normal brokerage account. You can buy whatever you want. You can buy... Bonds, you could put in, you could buy stocks, you could buy ETFs, you could mutual funds. You really could put anything in that. And then, like, what we'd probably recommend would be putting it in some indexes, uh, things like that, maybe a, a little bit of bonds in there. I guess if you like the company, maybe a couple percentage points in there, but really just indexes, a little bit of bonds in there. And that's what you should be investing your money in in your Roth IRA to get maximum potential as well as like kind of a, a lot of the risk from diversification eliminated and stuff like that. Would you agree, Tyler? Yeah, definitely. So it's been kind of a short episode. We're not done yet, but we've really covered a lot in a brief amount of time. Um, just to really summarize here is that uh, you definitely can't expect to live off Social Security yeah, in this definitely. day and age be really tough to do. It's already tough now and the numbers for it are just going to go even even further down for what you'd be getting monthly. Um more people are going to be 
collecting social security than what the people in the workforce can provide for them to actually live off of. So you're probably going to see a lot of baby boomers in the near future who didn't really save for retirement have to work into a, a pretty old age to be able to manage, which is sad to see. But here we're trying to prevent that. Definitely, definitely, definitely start setting up with your either IRAs or Roth IRAs. Um, there's some great resources that if if I, we covered a lot of it, but you should still do your own research on it. Um, Investopedia definitely has some great articles on Roth IRAs, IRAs, 401ks that can really help you get set up. Um, then when looking at 401ks, your company that is providing it for you will always match a certain percentage, whether it's 5%, 8%. I've heard of companies offering even as high as 10%, which would be great. And you always want to pay what they can match in full. All right. So before we close it out, I just want to show you guys a couple calculations kind of regarding the importance of depositing or putting money into these IRAs monthly. So first we have here, if you have an annual contribution of $1,000, and that's just $1,000 for the year, which really only comes out to about $83 a month. All right. All right. So before we close it off, I just wanted to give you guys a couple of calculations to really just kind of understand the importance of contributing to like a Roth IRA or something like that, and not just putting in a payment every once in a while. You really want to be regularly contributing to it. And just a little quick one here I have. So if you contribute $1,000 annually, which that really only comes out to about $83, $84 a month, which, I mean, I really hope everyone would be able to contribute that. Uh, $1,000 annually, say you started your Roth IRA when you were 20, which probably for our audience is about right. And then you decide you're going to retire at 60, which honestly, that's a little before the national average, which... For a lot of people, 60 would not be a bad age to retire. And say the market returns about 8%. That is, if you're investing in the right indices and stuff like that. 8% and your marginal tax rate is 25%. Uh, during this time, your IRA money would grow and you would earn a total of $279,781, which, I mean, that's definitely not enough to retire, but that's only contributing $83 a month which really many people can contribute. Tyler, I don't know if you've heard anything, but I've heard people contributing at least double that, triple oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. At least, I mean, if you have a stable job, a stable career, you, you should be able to contribute $200 a month pretty easily with the right budget. So, yeah, I'd say try to contribute at least, say, $200, like what Tyler said, but... The annual contribution, there actually is a limit for a Roth IRA just because it really is like kind of a cheat code almost, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the limit is, I believe it's $5,500 for that. That is what it is. It's $5,500 for the year, which comes out to about $458 a month, which is the limit you can contribute to your Roth IRA. But let me just type this into the calculator here. Let's see. Okay, so if you contributed to your Roth IRA $5,500 a year, which, I mean, you'd agree, that's really not that much if you think about it. I mean, for some people, yeah, but 
if if you're able to put yourself on uh, on a strict budget, you really care about your finances. Yep. You can go without the the fancy car or clothes for a couple of years when you're getting started. You should be able to do this. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so I'm just going to switch up the calculation here. Say you are contributing the maximum, which is $5,500 for the year. comes out to about $458 a month, which I'll talk about that in a second, but it's really more reasonable than you'd think. Uh, again, being you're starting at 20, retiring at 60, expecting 8%, and your marginal tax rate's 25%, which pretty standard for someone starting their career up from most professions, I'd say. Uh, the Roth IRA, what do you think it'd be? Take a guess. Mm, so the first one three, was... Three and a half million. Actually, uh, I'm going to say four million. All right, that's a little high. It's a little uh, high. Got my it's, hopes uh, up. Yeah, it's one million, uh, 1.5 mil. Okay. So that is definitely enough money for a lot of people to retire, especially if you're single. Even if you're living a pretty comfortable lifestyle... 1.5 million is definitely pretty comfortable to retire on, I'd say. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, that's with that's not even with that bad of a lifestyle. Like pretty comfortable lifestyle, you can do that and that's contributing 458,000 a month until you're 60. All right, so just thinking about this scenario, I'm just going to do a couple more situations so you really can see how reasonable this is to do. So you're contributing the maximum uh 5,500 a month and that comes or sorry why did I say that? Uh, 5500 a year and 458 a month. And really, if you're thinking about it, say you're making 30000 out of college, which I'd say, what do you think the average starting out of college salary is? Um, right now, probably like maybe between 45 and 50. All right. So I did it with 30000 but you can even see. So I'd say most people that are probably listening to the show – Probably will be making somewhere around that range, but I'm just going to do it with 30, which even proves more how realistic this is. Mm -hmm. So say you're making $30,000 a year, right? Uh, if you do the math out, that means you'll have approximately $2,000 a month to, if you divide it out with taxes and everything, $2,000 a month and contributing $458 to your Roth IRA a month is less than one quarter of your expenses for the month. And I'd say almost anyone can have other expenses be under probably between a thousand and fifteen hundred for just all I mean reasonable, not if you're yeah. doing anything like living in Manhattan, but reasonable. You can get your rent, your food for the month and everything like that under a thousand. Right. Or not under a thousand, sorry, between a thousand fifty and fifteen hundred. Yeah. I mean you're not gonna be able to go out and eat all the time, go out yeah, to restaurants, but, you, but like those are like the choices you're going to have to make. Yep. And even that, uh, saying you're maybe pay 1300, say for all that stuff, that's still 1300 and then almost 500 there. So that's about 200, $250 a month. And that's just spending on whatever money. So you can use that to go out to eat buy I don't know, like if you like to drink or stuff like that, go out to sports games, anything like clothes, whatever you want to buy, Spend that money on that's, and this is with thirty thousand dollars too. So right, say you're living on forty fifty thousand, you have probably closer to five six hundred bucks a month to just spend on, like spend on you, spend on whatever. And I mean five or six hundred dollars a month to spend on whatever. That's a lot more than you'd think it is. Like 
it really is a lot of money to be spending a month on just that's no bills that's just spend as you please money right and and we'll do uh we'll definitely do an episode about budgeting in the near future about how you can budget you know rent uh heat gas car payment stuff like that yep. and then contributing into your investments as well yeah kind of just how to allocate your but that's actually something i've been i've been looking into that a lot i've been trying to kind of incorporate that because i have a internship next year mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have to be paying for rent and stuff so right i'm i'm definitely making more money there which kind of makes me i'm able to spread out my things and i have to pay rent like i said so i'm gonna have to kind of work out how I want to allocate everything. I want to pay off my student loan too. definitely put a good chunk towards that. Right. But then during school, I also only work a little bit. So Mm -hmm. it's only a little bit of money I can pull in. So I really got to save up money to spend in school. So yeah, that's just kind of something I've been looking into a lot. So yeah, I agree. We definitely should do an episode on that in the future. Yeah. But I think we covered a good amount today. Um, Definitely look into more on IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, because retirement is the number one thing that you should be saving for. Yep. I definitely agree. I mean, we'll talk about, we'll definitely, I think there's another episode we could do. I've heard this a lot of other podcasts, a lot of other books, websites, but our opinion on how you should pay off your debt. Oh yeah. Whether that's credit cards first, student loans, a mortgage, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So that's something. And then incorporate into that it really just kind of where you should be putting your money so yeah so i think we'll end it there um subscribe tell your friends show this to anyone that thinks they could need some help with their finances and um yeah yeah thanks for listening yeah try to get if you like it if you took away anything not even from this but from any episode i'd say like why not recommend it to a friend like people if they're helping you like why wouldn't you want to help other people like that yeah. So yeah, it's really if you take away anything, I'd say like please just help us out, just share it with other people because that's kind of just the goal is to help as many people out as we possibly can. Yeah. So uh, and then any topic ideas, email us at freemoneypodcast at gmail dot com. Yep. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Just uh, one more thing, we have we have a little something special for you guys next couple episodes coming up. So stay prepared. We got some good topics coming out and, and we're, we're going to be getting me a credit card on the next yeah. episode. Oh yeah. That was one of the surprises. They yeah. haven't heard the, other. we recorded another episode, but this is going to be the second one to drop. Oh, right. That, right. So. Oh, yeah. Spoiler just disregard alert. that. Disregard that. But yeah, we got some cool ones coming up. All right. I'll catch you later. Jack. Yep. See you later. That was Free Money, presented by The Undergrad, the procrastination resource.